Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and we watched several things this week for our last roundtable of 2021. We started with the season finale of Hawkeye on Disney+, and then we watched the new Matrix film, Matrix Resurrections, and finally we saw the new Adam McKay film, Don't Look Up, which is on Netflix. So major spoiler alert for all of those things, and then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of follow-up points, and without further ado, here's We're Watching What? Alright, the finale of Hawkeye, season one at least, was upon us. We got our closing moment. Uh, how do we feel about it? Where do we think it ranks in the pantheon of the Marvel shows? Did this elevate its standing or did it lower it for you two? For me, it, it kept it pretty uh, pretty where it was, which okay. isn't a bad thing. But it, it didn't blow me away and make me obsessed. But it didn't disappoint me either. I kind of felt as if once it was all over, because, you know, we talked about how it just kind of was introducing so many things. And then things like Jacques sword, Swordsman just being kind of like laughed off as a, oh, actually, just just a eccentric guy, you know, that kind of stuff. It, it felt kind of, they threw all these things to the wall. And then they really did try to wrap almost too much up in a weird way. And, and when I look mm-hmm. at the whole of the story, when I look at the entirety of the story, it kind of feels like not that much happened. I feel like I could just write a quick paragraph about the entirety of the show, you know, and like sum it all up. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, maybe this should have just been a movie. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Jackie. Yeah, but to be honest, that's about what I expected to happen. So I guess it lived up to what I expected, but not like Matt said, it didn't necessarily blow me away or anything. But I had a very good time the whole time I've watched it, had a good time watching the finale. So it definitely didn't ruin anything for me. But I'm not, like, you know, screaming from the rooftops about, like, how amazing it was or anything. Yeah, I I found it very anticlimactic. I I agree. You Mm -hmm. know, I think we spent way too much time setting things up that we wrapped up almost too quickly. Like, I feel like I almost wish we'd set up less and therefore had less to deal with in in such a neat bow tie way. And I feel like they were so obsessed with this happy ending that – it got in the way of actual like larger context and development and stuff like that. Like this whole, like, Oh, we got to be home for Christmas. Like once, once we got to that point, I was like, okay, I know, I know where this is going, you know? And I, I don't love it, but I'm also not a Christmas person, but it, it just, it just felt like so cheesy, quick, like slap a bow on it. It's done for me. Yeah. Things were wrapped up very, very pretty. My, my, it was interesting. I had kind of a mixed reaction to Kingpin in the way that I'm obviously ecstatic that he's here and, and that this is canon now and all that. But, and then I, I really enjoyed that they, they did take a more, they kind of explored the more comic-y side of him in a weird way, I feel, than, than the Daredevil series did. Daredevil was focused more on being real. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. not real, but real. You know, it wasn't all this. It was, Realism. This was, yeah, and this was more exploring him in this way that's like, oh, wow, like he can have an explosion right below him and be okay and he could rip off a yeah. car door and he could like he was very super in all the ways that Wilson is super without being super at all in the comics he's just a big ball of muscle and mass and he doesn't have any powers he's just like crazy strong and hard to kill so okay like, I was gonna ask about that arrow. because yeah, yeah it seemed like he's invincible essentially <laughs> yeah he, he kind of is and then the thing I, I, I rolled my eyes at the yeah. very very ending with him and and Echo just because it actually does happen in the comics that she does shoot him in the head and he does live and he goes blind. But oh. I mean, in the comics, but yeah, yeah. in this, I thought it was silly. Cause I was like, 
we just watched how indestructible he is, and now you're trying to tease and act like maybe he could be dead or something. It was just kind of silly, you know. But well, and it was just like so obvious that like you're not even going to show him get shot. Like, yeah, everyone knows he's not dead. Yeah, if we don't see the body, he's not dead. That's the rules. Yeah, exactly. Like, even if we see the body, sometimes they're not dead. <laughs> but but I found it interesting that we were exploring that more comic booky side of him, which I'm not mad about. But it was like, okay, cool. But at the same time, while watching the whole thing, it was so, I think I've brought this up that it was kind of a worry of mine and I, I have to, re, you know, deal with it and whatever. But it's like, it's so much lighter still than what we've seen in Daredevil. And I know these shows are going to be that way. And yeah. so with, with the future of, of Daredevil and Kingpin and whoever else we may get uh, in the MCU now, I have to try to like, okay, just be happy we're getting it and just enjoy it for what it is. But I'm like, oh, I'm just comparing it to, what it's a be I careful think is, what you wished for scenario but i think was masterful in netflix and i just think it was so uh and now i'm like oh, okay this is not gonna be rated r which is okay but it felt lighter and the him fighting kate bishop while it was fun enough and this and that it just felt very kind of like eh. <laughs> you know we're gonna take a quick break and be right back and we're back well again it, it also to me at least it felt so uneven power wise and I, I I you know I realized I didn't watch the third season of Daredevil I know blasphemy blah blah but so I was like wait did he get like super super powers that I missed and that she's just wasting her energies on this but now you're saying no he's just he's what hits the gym and doesn't skip leg day like yeah. I don't <laughs> that, he's, did, he's that did not of, track with his you he's know he's like giant and like immovable in the comics without, yeah okay. without being well, a mutant he's just he's kind of a mutant of a human without being a mutant I thought he, he was like blob essentially yeah it's the way the, it's, it was, it's the way this was read Yes, and it's like it's almost the opposite in the way where well, not opposite, but he's he's humongous and like he's superhuman sized mm-hmm. in the comics. Where like it's like he makes Jared look like a child sometimes. Like it's like when you see this art, and he he's just made completely of muscle. So he's like an anomaly in that way where he is kind of super without being super. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like and he is somewhat indestructible. Not like if really, someone could but... be a half giant, it would be that. Okay, yeah. Got it. You know He's what I mean? Like, yeah. But, like, uh, but it's, but no one ever explains as it as being super. He just is like genetically. Yeah, nothing happened to him. He's a big guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, so I thought it was, it was fun, but it was a little, it was a little, I just was, oh, I wish this was darker. But yeah, it was the, the fight with Kate. I was like, as if she, she's going up against the kingpin here. And obviously it didn't, it was of no consequence to him. So I liked that. She wasn't actually kicking his ass. <laughs> but yeah. But you know, I had, I had fun with it. And I'm looking forward to the Echo series. I will say, I think looking, like, kind of reflecting on Yelena or Yelena's uh, involvement in the show, I liked the moment. I liked the scene with her and Jeremy Renner, I did, where she came around. But, you know, we spent a lot of, we spent so much time kind of developing a rapport between her and Kate mm-hmm. in the show that I kind of started thinking, like, what if the season two is going to be like a Hawkeye and Black Widow? And oh, it's I would love that so much because they're so really cute. Cool. Yeah, I, I mean, my, their dynamic was by far the best. You know, way better than her and Renner's. Yeah, my my assumption at the end was that he was passing the mantle, and so any future stuff is like I. I mean, at some point, either give us the West Coast Avengers or stop introducing these characters and pick other ones because you're giving us the cast. When are you going to use them? You know. <laughs> It's it's yeah. I I have to say my second note to myself is my lazy cosplay is definitely gonna be Hawaiian kingpin. Yes, like that's, that's definitely. I called dibs on that as my lazy cosplay for mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Yeah, I was here for Hawaiian kingpin. Mm-hmm. Same. I mean, I just yeah. I, the the fight was 
fine. I so I found it to have less production value than the original fight with the arrows. And I'm not sure if it was just because of the setting or whatever it was, but I was just like, okay, I'm tired of the trick arrows and like the zany silliness. It, it just, it, I feel like maybe we overused those moments and yeah, the novelty I, wore off. I, I agree with that. I think that the action kind of peaked. It was it episode four where they're in the, was it a gym or wherever they were, the warehouse with, with the echo where they were using oh, the, the, the KB and- toys. Was it a toy store? I don't remember what it was. Yeah, but before they I get think to the, the car, the big big fight is the KB toys. Okay. Um, when they're yeah. when they're escaping from interrogation and that stuff, and I thought yeah, that yeah. was such a cool scene that I don't think that I thought the fight scenes throughout were fine, but I did I don't think it, it kind of got much cooler than that. Right. And yeah. Whereas this was Agreed. supposed to be, I think the ice was fun, you know, mm-hmm. for what it was. Yeah, it was fine. It just, I mean, I just this is just a I found problem. the whole episode vaguely forgettable, though. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I'm not like. Yeah, pinging on much of it but I mean this is kind of a trend for them the penultimate episode tends to be more interesting and fun and then the finale gets a little weird and messy yeah I'd agree with that I, the one so the one question takeaway thing that I had and maybe I misunderstood it was god what's her name Linda Cardellini uh, the wife oh, yeah, Laura, Laura Barton mm-hmm. Laura Barton gets that watch at the end and it has the is it the shield logo was that supposed to be the shield it's the shield yeah. logo and then it's the agent, 19. I think, 13, 19? 19. Yeah. It's Mockingbird. Right. So do we, th- I mean, I'm just assuming that we're, we're going with our theory of she was the first Mockingbird, passed it on to Adrian Palladette, whatever her name was. Yeah, from. that's what I would, I would assume. I mean, I don't, I did not watch all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I didn't really like it. So, so I don't want to, I, I can't say how much she was actually Mockingbird versus just Barbara. But I mean, her name was, you know, the, but, she was. They gave her the character the, name of. Yeah, she was yeah. the character, but I mean, I don't know if she was Mockingbird yet or what, but I assume that she right. would be the one to take that mantle. But even so, uh, I guess we don't, we still don't really know if they're counting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as canon, right? That's like, but they, I mean, question. they have to, right? Because like a lot of the, the whole thing about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the reason they were like, you have to watch it is because it crossed over into the movies when really the end result was like, there would be one scene, you know, it was like, oh, setting up the helicarrier or something like that, yeah. that, you know, you did not need in any way, shape or form in order yeah. to have the movies make sense. But they were like, no, 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 you have to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week before like Avengers whatever comes out and then it was like what the fuck is going on like they, they tried um, yeah they but, tried they tried their best but like, i just wonder and tried it and i didn't even yeah, I just care wonder about if it'll still matter. shield enough i mean i can't imagine a world in which the netflix ones are canon and the agents of shield is not just That's because true. of the way they've you know but i think they said i think they said like humans isn't canon <laughs> which you Ooh, know, ouch well, maybe they didn't say that, but I guess I'm assuming it's not, especially if we're getting. But we'll see what Ms. Marvel does when it talks about if Inhumans are a thing. Ooh, that's true. But Inhumans yeah. were in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well, as a, as a were, race were of being. I, right? I, I guess. I don't know. I remember someone telling me at the time, like, oh, you got to watch it. They have Inhumans in there now because everyone knows I love Inhumans. And I'm like, I just can't because I, <laughs> I watched the first season and I didn't really like it. And then this was like season, I don't know how many there were, but this was, I would have had to catch up. Too, too many. Like there a were too considerable many. amount to get there. And I was like, I can't commit to this. Yeah, I think my only other note was like I did like that Kate turns in her mom. Yeah. To the popo. Mm-hmm. I appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. That she does. It she felt... does that. Yeah. 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 All right. It was a, it was a setup show. I I I think it I think it peaked as Jackie said, you know, in the the second to last episode. I would almost argue it peaked in the fourth episode. But Yeah, I think I don't think I ever loved one more than I had the fourth one, but I liked I liked them all 
totally fine. But yeah, the fourth uh, one was pretty great. Was the best. I think that uh, my question is, did this need to be a Christmas show? Could we have done this without the Christmas conceit? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, if they wanted to do the whole he needs to be home by something shtick, it could have been anything. Right. Like it's birthday. A birthday. It could have been a dress. An anniversary. A dance rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> Literally could have been anything. So it's, it's right. interesting. And then, and then to, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I was just in a bad mood or what, but man, I went into the, the credit scene and I was Oh, like do not it. hate on that scene. I it was fine. love that I scene know, I didn't so have much. problems with it. had nothing with to it. do with anything. <laughs> Well, and I love that they got what's his face from Rant. I, I can't remember his name yeah. right now. Um, but I, it, had, it was totally fine, whatever. But I remember, but when I was watching it, I remember just thinking, like, oh, I don't know if I actually want to watch this whole thing. Like I was saying, I wanted it to be a California adventure. <laughs> and yes, I was like, I, this was so, it was so long of a song. I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this entire. <laughs> I, but it was thoroughly few, it was they did it. I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed the episode itself, I think. You well, know. That's cool. well, yeah. Well, I don't know if that's good, but it's good you enjoyed it. No, it's not good, but it's good. You know, at least <laughs> I got something yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only because I was like, all right, I appreciate that they made these people do these rehearsals and built this set, you know, and did yeah. all this stuff. And at least we get to see the full sequence because these poor actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The commitment I was s- definitely there. I don't understand Asian Ant-Man. Not the fact that he's Asian, just why is Ant-Man at the Battle of New York? Like, I know I think yeah. somebody explained it at some point. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I think it was it. just for the joke in episode one because it didn't clip. He was like, he was like mad that it's not accurate. And he's like, he wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's it. Yeah. I, it, it was like a fun giveaway thing, whatever. But overall, I felt like this episode was insignificant unless we're wrong. And it turns out that it set up even more stuff, but yeah. The amount of time between when it'll pay off. I'm like, I'm going to forget. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, any other thoughts on Hawkeye? Nope. No. I mean, if you haven't here. watched it, I thought it was a good time. You know, worth checking out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, moving on to the Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, had either of you rewatched the other Matrix movies going into this? The first, the first one. one. Never the sequel. Oh, you did? You rewatched it? Before this, it was yeah. playing in IMAX for a couple nights, and so I texted Jack okay. like, "Do you want to go watch the Matrix?" And so I had never <laughs> seen it in IMAX, like in theaters. Okay, course, but uh, yes. yeah. So a couple weeks ago. Okay, so it probably made a lot more sense to you when you watched it than it did to me because I had not rewatched the Matrix in twenty years, essentially. Or did it yeah. not make sense? Did you enjoy I mean, it? I don't know. <laughs> it made enough sense to me, but it, but honestly, a lot of it was derived from the sequels. I felt and the the mythos set up there sure even more so than the first one well yeah like yeah Jada I, and like right. you know, like all of that is from the other movies and i don't remember much from the other movies i think for me i was really confused in the opening sequence not confused but i was like wait you know i was like we've seen this choreography we've seen this before why are these you know why are we not showing trinity close up like, could they not de-age her or whatever it was? I, you know, I was very confused as to what was happening, and I couldn't remember where it was from or what it was happening. And, and then I went back and tried to rewatch The Matrix afterwards, and I was like, oh. Did you say tried? You don't like the first Matrix? No, I do like the first Matrix. I just kept falling asleep. <laughs> I kept watching it, like, late at night. and be like, oh, okay, I got to watch The Matrix tonight. Because it's, you know, it's the end of the year. Tons of award screeners are coming in. Yeah. And so it was and, – and then – Rewatching it, I was like, oh, I just watched this movie essentially because they recycled yeah. so much of it. I have less incentive to go back and see it. Yeah. I I mean, I honestly hated it less than I expected to, but I don't, I mean, I didn't expect to like it at all. So there's that. Okay. 
I will say that, like, I appreciated the, like, thinly veiled <laughs> insults to Warner Brothers. You know, the basic. Yeah. Like, her calling them out, basically, for forcing her hand and making this movie. Which, you know, probably is true, honestly. I guess. I mean. I was trying to think about that, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I found that stuff kind of annoying because I thought, I don't. I mean, it ended up going I mean, too far. They like, made her right. She drilled that down too far. But like yeah. the first, like that first meeting in the office, I was like, ooh, this is interesting. You know, right. the video game. And then it got put down our throats a little hard, but. You know, it's just like the second and third movies where they're trying to answer questions instead of just proposing them, which is where Matrix really shines. Yeah. I felt like when they deliver that first line about like, yeah, it's our overlords at Warner Brothers. We're like, we're going to make a sequel with or without you. I was like, oh, (laughs) but then it becomes too self-aware. But it's also the butt of the jokes that it's like trying to make at the expense of Warner Brothers or sequels and all those things. But it just plays into them all. And my biggest thing watching it, I was like, what is this movie trying to say? You know, because as you said, the first Matrix asks questions. Second and third ones, I don't remember anything about. But, you know, I feel like there was a message that they were trying to say with it and that they completed a story, whether or not by the end it was a great story is debatable, but they completed a story, right? Like they sacrificed the heroes. It's over. We've saved everyone. Hooray. And then reviving them, I was like, some things are better left dead. Like this was just, this is a cash grab at this point. Well, of course. But I think that I mean, I think there was some interesting things about like binaries and, you know, having to make, you know, why do we always have to make a binary choice? You know, like it's not that simple. And I thought that was kind of like an interesting thread that they sort of started to pull at. But, you know, I don't think any of it ended up successful in that way. Right. And yeah, I think it knew what it was, though. Mm. Yeah, the the self-awareness, like you were kind of saying, it it read very, like, did we, did we all watch Age of Apocalypse here? Yeah. No. And I did just remember. Did you X-Men? Age of Apocalypse? No. It looked really? And I think she skipped it, it, and then I remember being wow, like, you're living a better life, continue doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just impressed you had the, yeah, you, uh, yeah, all right, all right. But it, I remember like it just it kind of reminded me of when they're if you remember they're there the kids are well kids being like evan peters and the young ones right going and they're they're coming out of like revenge of the jedi or god <laughs> return of the jedi jesus christ and they're like talking crap about it and about how mm-hmm. the third movie is always the worst and blah 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 blah. but that it, yeah, it yeah. reads very but then they were talking about why can't anyone just make a good trilogy or something stupid like that? And I remember thinking like, and you guys, it's like this joke. You, it's so self aware, and you actually, but but so not aware. And the fact that you think you're making a good movie, so you think you're right. doing it here, yeah. And that's how this felt. And I actually very very much did not like this movie. I thought it was awful. I and I agree. I, <laughs> I I I think I liked it as little or even less than a couple things about the sequels. I was just like, ugh. And I didn't think I was gonna like it, but. I didn't think it looked as bad as it was. From tr- at one point in my trailer. notes, yeah. In, at one point in my notes, I wrote, "I think I hate this movie," which I didn't yeah. want to. Like, I wanted I didn't to. Want I mean, to either. going into it, I think we all knew. Yes, it's a cash grab. Yes, it's like a nostalgia play. Yes, whatever. But I also think you know, Lana has gone through so much, and and I've seen interviews with her talking about this a little bit. I'm like, okay, you clearly went through a journey since between now and you made the last films, but it did not translate well onto screen, whatever you were trying to convey. And 
I like I liked seeing Keanu. I thought Carrie Ann looked great. Like I was happy that she got more to do in this one. It felt like she wasn't just a supporting play. I mean, she was, but she wasn't. But I was just I, it was a slog for me. And I, I was really bummed. I thought the dialogue was rough. I thought the oh, acting so... for the most part was pretty rough. I it's upsetting because I really I, I liked Jessica Henwick in it and I really do like her. And I'm always I'm really rooting for her. I really I want I mean, you know, she's getting a franchise here. She's getting work, but I just want her to like break out. Yeah. You know, because I really think she's great, but I don't know. The video game thing was whatever, it was fine. But I think the problem was kind of going off of talking about the first matrix, asking questions and this and that. I think that the matrix as a mythology, I just don't actually think is as interesting as it thinks it is. I think that the, what what makes the first one so great in my eyes is that the suspense and like the intrigue while watching it is all in an effort to try to understand what's going on and to learn what is this? What is the matrix? What is, you know, and you're, and it's, it's telling you, but it's not telling you everything so quickly. So it's, it's letting you see it and learn it. And then also, is he the one, is he the one? And what is this going to be a thing? And the Oracle tells him he's not the one. And then it turns out he is the one, all that kind of stuff. There's all this intrigue. And then the sequels decided, oh, now we're just going to tell more stories that are happening in this universe that we just introduced you to, but the stories aren't interesting. What was interesting was, is he the one? <laughs> and mm-hmm. what yeah. is, what the hell is the matrix? Right. Now you're just like, okay, we know what it is and it doesn't matter and I don't care anymore. And then now you resolved it. Like you said, you killed your two heroes. And then Which was the right move. I think a hundred percent, they sacrificed themselves. And then, and then it was like robots and people were going to be friends now and whatever in this truce. And then now it's like, you're trying to, Oh, the truce lasted this. And then, Oh, it broke. And I just, I don't know. And seeing Jada Pinkett Smith in this, like, is not awful makeup. makeup. They did her so dirty. So bad. I have a really, honestly, her acting was so bad because like she was walking she was trying to walk like an old person. (laughs) And it's like one of those things where it's like, you can tell and just walk like a person. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to look arthritic. And like, this is the future. You know, we don't know how your body. Yeah. Like we don't know what happened, you know, like. Well, and then why did she become, I mean, no, no shade, I guess. But like, why would, I mean. How did she become the, a general? Her, her outfit choices and the everything. It was suddenly was this whole kind of like, this is not the character we saw. I guess it was 60 years ago is what, whatever. But it just was so, it was so interesting in that way where I was like, what are you doing to this character? And then making her kind of the, not the problem, but standing in the way of, you know, our heroes, whatever. And then, I don't know. And then. I don't know. It's hard for me because the Wachowskis, and I know this is just Lana here, but I, I have such a love, a love hate. It's, it's like a, it's I either love what they do or I'm like, ooh, <laughs> but there's not a lot of in between, you know. I, I just oh. it's hard. I was like, what else have they done? Because well, I'm, I'm a huge Cloud Atlas person, and I know that's not popular, but it's one of my favorite movies. I love that Wait, movie. I think it's they, brilliant. And did they do Jupiter Ascending? Yeah, they did. And okay, you know see, but this is the thing. I love Jupiter Ascending, see, but not because, no, but not because they want me to love Jupiter. Oh, I love Jupiter yeah. Ascending for like the reason I love Nick Cage movies, right? right, like, right. That's the category it falls into. But they, it's like I feel like they've got some good taste when it comes to stuff because Sense Eight's also one of my favorite shows that I think got cut short, and the movie that ended it was fine, but I think it would have been better if they could have a third season but anyway i love that show and then they they work with producing they work with tom is it twiker or tweaker i don't know how you say his name but he's always working with them and he worked on this as well but he directed v for vendetta which they produced and had a very heavy hand in, and i hmm. love that movie 
it's like they also did like speed racer which is like a pass for me so <laughs> it's like, it's either like oh my god this is my new religion or it's like i never want to watch this again there's not a lot of in between. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, I can I can totally see that. And to be fair, I did watch this with my whole family asking me questions and talking mm. over it the whole time. So I'm not sure how much I was able to like, you know what I mean? Like, it, I probably paid attention to a third of it. So, you know. But it also doesn't require you to pay attention to more than a third of it because it it it's so recycled like literally the choreography uh, and it it feels and i cheaper. thought that like i thought they were trying to say something about because the third one which i haven't seen in a lot of years but i remember it pissed me off because it was basically saying that like that everything is just cyclical and there's just nothing you can do about it like this is just how it's all gonna happen again you know mm-hmm. or at least that's what i remember taking from it and then in this one, I just remember, and then like this one, that's what it felt like to me. Keanu wakes up in the same sort of reality, doing the same, you know what I mean? Like with yeah. a different big bad. Well, I thought Neil Patrick Harris's character was kind of fun. And it was a little interesting in some ways to go to the like, like if you hadn't been a huge fan of the first Matrix, which you should be, and like definitely don't watch this instead of that. But if you didn't really know, it would have been a little bit more suspenseful in the like, is this in his head or is this real? Right? Thing? Well, yes. And again, so this is having not rewatched the original going into this. Obviously, I, I remember, you know, I was like, okay, well, we're clearly recreating like the Matrix. And then I thought the video game thing was annoying, but all right, fine. It, it was an acceptable way to do it. I was like, all right. That's... <laughs> I, I have to say the most accurate part of this entire movie were the video game marketing meetings as someone who has sat through many of those myself. <laughs> I was going to ask because I was like, oh, my God. And so in some ways, I did like them poking fun slash explaining the pressure of having something that changed the genre and then right. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it was, it was a way all... to do it for sure. But then I was like, what's this modal shit? And like, are we supposed to be creating AI in the metaverse? And like, but, that's where it yeah, just. But it's yeah. just like the second and third one. It's just like we were just talking about. The first one posed some really cool, interesting philo- philosophical questions. Slash didn't tell us much, which is fun, right? Yeah. Um, and introduced this new sci-fi world. And then the second two tried to answer unanswerable questions. And this one did the same, right? Are we, I guess, I guess the end of this one is more like love conquers all. I guess. Slash we don't exist without our person. Which has kind of been, unfortunately, it's a theme that runs through all of them that I don't like. Even in the first one, I do not like that Trinity wakes him up with a kiss. Like when he's dead. I don't like it. Trinity and him are like... You know I love a fucking love story, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm usually standing for some pretty dumb love stories. It's just but, like, I have never felt this one. And I was a huge fan of the first Matrix, but I have never been like, oh, my God, they were so in love. That was wonderful. It's just always been the, like, weird plot point that I just overlooked because I was like, cool, whatever. Well, I like this movie. Yeah. I, I – so – my recollection of watching – like, the first Matrix, I remember being like, okay, this is cool – it's also dumb, but it's cool. I also, it took me a long time to become Team Keanu. Now I'm very Team Keanu, but I was like, he's such a wooden actor, you know? And now it's something that I think we uh, expect of him and enjoy. But at the time I was like, what is this weird? But there's such a power imbalance between the two of them in the first movie. And it's just this like kind of gross, almost hero worship on her part. And she's just, you know, yes, she's powerful and she's useful, but 
I just, I didn't like the way that the two played off of each other. And then again, my memories of the second and third are, are minimal at best, but at least this one, I feel like they were more evenly balanced, which helped me a little bit. And at this point it was more like nostalgia being like, oh, that's nice. They're back together. Yeah. Like they I both liked, got acting gigs out of this. I liked their dynamic. Okay. In the first one, because he spent most of it, not very powerful, you know? And so he was yeah. kind of like, she believed he was the one because Morpheus did, but she didn't really. She was like, you know, so I kind of liked that about it. And then by the end, she has to believe it and everything because, you know, whatever. And, you know, I'm okay with it, but I I think the plot point for me of her kissing him when he seems to be flatlining and then he wakes up after that, I just am like, so like, oh my God, like kill me. That's like the worst part of the movie to me. But it was, it was, yeah, by far. It was like, you know, but then I just think it's like this fell. And again, I mean, again, I talked about last week with Spider-Man fan service and stuff. And I obviously these movies are, that's going to be a thing and I get it. And it's, I like fan services too, but I thought that essentially making Trinity in this one become the, the one. one also. Yeah. The yeah. other one <laughs> like was so, and then the, I'm sorry, but the imagery of them flying at the end, it's, it was so, Oh my like, God. It was so bad. It was like so Khaleesi <laughs> and Jon Snow on the dragons flying around. It just I was just, was like, this so is not like, Oh no. I, I felt like, and it wasn't actually the case, but I felt like watching this one, I was like, I feel like the CG got worse it in did. this. It, I mean, it, it was bad. Technically, I don't know if it got worse, but I yeah. think because they had more access to it, they used it more, and that made it not fit as well. Because I, then, I again, I watched in the opposite order of you two, you know, seeing the the sort of octopi-looking ones, right? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. These aren't these don't hold up, but for twenty years ago, pretty decent. Yeah. But they also don't hold on them as long because they're like, cut away, we can't have the budget, whatever it is. And then this with like the the uh, manta ray looking one, I was just like, I, are we making Matrix plushies? Because that's the yeah. only reason this creature should exist. Yeah. Well, and I don't, and yeah, the the CG when I was like, yeah, it got worse. I it didn't get fifteen years better. Let me tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah I agree. The, it the worst CG in all of it was this was Matrix Reloaded, the second one, and it was when Neo's there fighting oh, all the Smith yes. and he takes oh. that park, and he picks up Hundreds. a pole and starts oh, yeah. out, and he becomes worse. <laughs> and I remember I had the video game for a hot second. He looked like in the video, like he looked exactly. And the same. honestly, yeah. the video game looked better. And it was awful. And so I actually, because the CG is so bad, I actually remember liking revolutions is it better than the second one it's like choosing okay, my yeah. least favorite movies right right, right. You know, I, the, I the least it, of the but, sins yeah but they at least learned a little bit and i remember at the end when he was fight the big fight scene with him and the agents and whatever it was they decided to put green rain and it was all in the it was like in the so they were wet they actually were like oh wait actually special effects sometimes you can't do them they need to be wet yeah um that was so mean you, i mean they were better than i could do but you know what i'm saying like it just they, well, and I they thought, looked like, better but man this did not look great no. You know, when he was, um, when they were fighting bugs on the, the roof um, in the beginning sequence and she just suddenly just drops in a, a random puddle just so that they could have water for their CG. I was just like, okay. Yeah. It was, there were so, so many moments. You know, like, I was like, like it was, they? it's like, it was like Spider-Man, right? Where they're like, okay, how do we insert these types of shots? Like A to B to C to D. Like mm-hmm. you don't need half of them. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed pining Keanu and the like awkward like coffee shop like she's like who am I kind of thing. Yeah, that was fine because that that also technically related to the story, but some of the, like the fight stuff, some of the whatever. Also that that stupid warehouse fight where like 50 people are there and I was like I think some of these are characters who we've met before. 
I, there was like an entire Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead moment between two of the like the disposable people who are in the new crew or whatever. They're like, what? That's what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Expository stuff. I was like, you're about to die because you, why are you like, you're just here to narrate the scene. Like what's happening? Why, why are you wasting time on this? Yeah. I just, I, I got really eight frustrated. Eight actors was in that group. I don't remember if he was ever in any of the other movies though. I don't yeah. think he was. I don't know. But. I don't know. I just, it made me really upset. <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot really, of people are enjoying it, and I'm happy for them, but, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it made me unhappy. Yeah. Yeah, my, like, a lot of my San Jose friends, like, loved it. And I was like, eh. I was watching yeah, but I it. Like I said, I didn't hate it, but I also was thinking about rewatching it and then decided I didn't want to. So there's that. I mean, the fact that you were thinking about rewatching it was, like, more than I, like, I, I was going to say that in the text, right? You know, I was like, like that's, a, that's well, I think I did. I was like, that's between yeah, you, you know. and your God. I would have not <laughs> opted for that. I was watching it while I was, like, wrapping some presents and stuff. Because, I mean, I didn't go to the theater, thankfully. And I was at home, and I was watching it in a room that's adjacent to where my parents were watching, like, football or something. And yeah. so I had my, my, uh, my, headphones? Uh, my headphones connected to my yeah. TV, and I was watching it that way. And I just was so, like, I was wrapping presents. So I was watching and, like, paying attention, like, as much as you can when you're wrapping presents and focusing on that stuff. And I, like, actually took one ear off just to be like, I, I need to, like, stop hearing this. Like, I was so unhappy. And I was, like, looking from, away from the TV. <laughs> from the beginning, the absolute gibberish they're spouting. It, it's not even the same gibberish from the first movie. They're just no. talking in such utter nonsense that I was just like, what? I, I was lost from the beginning. And I, you know, yes, I keep saying I've forgotten what's happened in two and three, but I still understand, you know, I vague, I have enough of an understanding of the concept of the matrix and the lore and all that stuff yeah. that I shouldn't have been that lost. But they just, I felt like they were being like, look how cool our dialogue is now. Like, ooh, right. well, more amount, people will understand this. The amount of flashbacks they provided, you oh, shouldn't God. have had to watch the I mean, matrix at this film. point, <laughs> I was laughing because I was just like, what did you see? Well, because I was getting frustrated because my family kept asking me questions, obviously, because it was, you know, confusing or whatever. And I had just seen the first one, so I remembered it. But I was like, how can you – in some ways, like, you don't need to rewatch the first one before you watch this because they showed so many scenes from the first one. Like, and I would the be – yeah. yeah, like, there was just so yeah, many, like, but- recycled – I don't know. I've never. I don't remember seeing a sequel with this many flashbacks in it. It was. But wild. they expect you to know the context of them, which I think is the unfair thing, right? Like I would have also hated if they'd been like, "Remember this time when we did this," and then like flashback to it. But the way they did it, it was just, it was stuck between two worlds. And I, I oh god, I hated this movie. Yeah, it was like flashbacks to being like, "Hey, look at this like action sequence that we're trying to emulate here in a not cooler way," but not flashbacks for like information, like yeah. actual yeah. information. You know, know. I also, you know, much like the effects were not 15 years worth of elevated. I felt like the the action sequences went backwards. And I I think they lost the choreographer. Like, I don't think he worked on or or, I think it's a he, um, you know, didn't participate in this one. So it it showed I I felt like that absence was felt. I, I, you know, I I think Yaya did like a fine job, but I think. Mm The idea, I, I think he was going to lose from the start because the idea of casting like a Morpheus who's not a Morpheus, like Lawrence Fishburne just owns that role. That is Lawrence Fishburne, right? And then also- Do we know why I, that happened? Lawrence I, didn't want to do it? I heard I, I heard possibly he wasn't asked back. I That's what I heard as well, but I don't that's know. That's what I, I thought I heard, but I couldn't, I didn't know. Uh, maybe it was like, like why he, wasn't, he easy be- to, wasn't easy to work with possibly. Okay. Or yeah, Lana, Lana takes no shit. Pile. They- yeah. yeah, they recasted someone from Sense Eight from 
season one to season two because they didn't like yeah. their attitude. But I, you I also know, had the um, the guy from uh, he's in uh, the L word Generation Q because I think I'm the only one who watches that, even though it's not very good. But he's a, a trans actor, and uh, I thought that was a transgender actor. I thought that was pretty cool that he was there. Oh. So I was like, oh, he's in a, a movie, movie because I've only seen him on oh, show. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't have a big role, but <laughs> yeah. I didn't but, notice for for better and for worse, but yeah, yeah. I think the other absence I felt the most Hugo Weaving. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm sorry because they, he was doing an impression of Hugo yeah, Weaving. I love and at least one. Yeah, I was trying to be different. Like, like, not even close. Like that was bad. It was just it was like he didn't even get the Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. It's three syllables. Everyone fucking knows that. Yeah. Everyone. I just. Yep. I mean, again, yeah. if you enjoyed it, I'm happy for you. Yeah. Please don't make us watch. Like, I really hope we don't get a Matrix 5. I feel like we but, probably will. But I will. feel like we will. Yeah. I mean, they definitely left it open for one. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, I mean, yeah, it exhausted me. Part of me wishes that we had done this without Neo and Trinity, right? Like, yeah. I, I think there's a story you could have told about this new. If we're going to do the pathway of two and three where it's like, okay, we're just going to tell other stories in this universe. And yes, Neo and Trinity happen to be there. But now they're, the, you know, like, show us the next generation. But I feel like. They were, like, too afraid because they needed to anchor the nostalgia with these two actors. Well, I agree. And it's it, and this isn't necessarily the greatest example of all, but just since we were just talking about Hawkeye, that show, with how much Natasha Romanoff was, like, in the DNA of the show without mm-hmm. ever showing her face one time, you could do that. And you yeah. could... You could bring in and and they you know they are these figures who are like worshipped for their sacrifice you know that yeah. kind of thing and Morpheus and like you know they had a statue of him and everything you could do that without having them in it easily and right. just give us a new generation of people facing new issues if you if you must but right and I think that that would have been as much as I you know I'd rather see Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss and Lawrence Fishburne than not. But it's yeah. But that being said, I don't think the story. Was I mean, better for you it. could you could even work them in in the sense of you don't know somebody out. made a, a simulation of Neo and and goes to it for advice or something, you know, and he goes like, I'm not the real like Neo, but this is what you know, some, something along those lines, right? Like a, an Oracle esque. Yeah, it's one of those sequels that does the thing where because their bodies were taken and <laughs> resurrected and and whatever. Yeah, it it cheapen. Even though I don't like the other sequels, it cheapens the sacrifice they made. Hundred percent. Yeah. So it's one of those, and there's like you, you. The worst kind of sequel is one that goes and then hurts its its predecessor. Right. And it's like, well, then why are you doing this if you're going and hurting what you did? Because now we watch that and it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. There's no consequences to anything (laughs) you you do. Is what you're telling me, right? It's like, okay, cool. I do like, and to be fair, though, I think that's what they were trying to say in the third one. Was it like everything's cyclical and doesn't matter? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that this one is like this one to me, and like, like I said, I didn't pay attention to the whole thing, so I only picked up like very, you know, small things, and maybe I'm running with it too far. But to me, they were just like you know, putting their middle finger up to Warner Brothers and the whole process and being like, fuck you, I'll make, I'll just recycle the same goddamn movie so that you're, so that I get the money and no one else touches it. I agree. Now, do I I agree with that? that, Do I agree with the pettiness of that? Not necessarily, to be honest. Like, in some ways, I think some franchises do very well with new writers, Mm -hmm. right? And new minds and new thoughts and whatever. Do I think that Warner Brothers would have done a good job with it? I'm not sure. 
You know what I mean? I, and I don't, I don't have like a, a brainchild that I created and loved and got a lot of accolades for and a lot of went through a lot with actually, you know, because mm-hmm. um, the second and third movies are so hated also. And then just having someone come to me and tell me that someone else will make it if I don't and like what that feels like. But I kind of got and I don't you know, like I said, I could be just running with something wild, but I, I kind of got the impression it was just sort of a middle finger. To them. I, I guess so, my question you know. is. And I know the answer is probably yes, but do we really think Warner Brothers would have done this without them? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. they, maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. But I'm more over kind of like I don't, I don't, I don't know Lana Wachowski personally, but obviously the other Wachowski sister wasn't involved, so it's a thing where right. I don't know. I I kind of am having a hard time imagining that Lana is going to do anything she doesn't want to do. I agree with that, and I. But I also think like I don't think I don't get the sense. I could be wrong because I don't know them either. But I don't get the sense that Keanu Reeves and maybe Carrie Ann Moss. Not no shade to Carrie Ann Moss, but she has. You know, Keanu has had this major resurgence. Like I think Carrie Ann has been in things consistently since. But you know, Keanu has other franchises he helms now. I don't think they would have done it without her. At least one Wachowski involved, right? And so you know warner brothers would have had to reboot entirely which is its own separate issue but i just i don't know if they would have been able to get away with a sequel without yeah. the you know i i i feel like it's a some slightly more even playing field than other situations might be yeah i don't know i mean i think I they know. would yeah it's all hypothetical like uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of in between both of you whereas i i could see warner brothers doing it but i also don't i don't see lana not wanting to. yeah and and like i think that's you a know. good point about <laughs> lana because like I don't know a ton about her, obviously. I don't I'm not I'm, I'm not a huge stan or anything, but I've seen a couple of interviews and like she clearly has no problem recasting people for attitude. So it right. doesn't feel like she takes shit. But um, so that's a really good point. But I don't really know. Yeah. But that was just sort of my theory while I was watching it. And so no, I, sort I, of think, enjoyed I think that's... that kind of feeling to it where I was like, yeah, OK, fuck, fuck it, whatever. Let's have fun, I guess, you know. Yeah, I guess I guess if they had just stopped with that one line for me, it may have been a very different experience, mm-hmm. but they just kept doubling down. I was like, okay, now you're no longer in on the joke. You are you are the joke again. Because you can only take it so far, and if you're going to be joking about that while you're making a piece of crap movie, the, the average viewer isn't aware of how, like, much of a like, finger you're trying to say. If you, whatever, like, right. are you actually trying to? Because you, you want to do well. Otherwise, it's, it's on your record as... Your, you directed this and so right, totally it's this weird kind of i don't know whereas if you think you made a good movie you shouldn't really need to joke about the fact that revamping franchises is bad because well, yeah if, should, if you had if you, you know, had a story to tell but that's, but that's why i i guess i figured they knew they weren't making a good movie and they didn't care yeah, but I guess. you know but that's also kind of like do i agree with that not necessarily you know what right. i mean like yeah. As a fan of the franchise, despite the fact that I don't like the second and third one, I would love to see someone take some care with it. You know what I mean? I would love to see someone create a new story in this world that was great. You know? I mean, but people have, and it's called the Animatrix. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like maybe, you know, um, as someone who enjoys fan fiction, I find it very hard to believe that you can't make a good story in different universes. So sometimes I wish that people would just step aside and let other people who are still passionate about it slash actually have an idea 
step forward and make the movies or again or TV shows just just let it be what it was and move on to other projects yeah. is my oh. but but I just feel like if you had a, a compelling story even if other people don't think it's good or whatever it may be if you're like I have a message with this I want to tell a story and I'm serious about it I'm not just here to like flip the bird to WB you don't need that line right like you don't need those jokes you just tell that telling a great story is the ultimate way to say fuck you to them I feel like <laughs> that's not what happened no I don't think that is because if you yeah. don't want to make these movies anymore if you make a great one and it makes tons of money and is so popular you're back in the same fucking place Although I guess, I don't know. I, I mean, yes, we went over like what they've been doing since. But to me, nothing has, nothing registered in the way that Matrix has in terms of their filmography. Well, and that's the thing, nothing will, right? And so right. I think, I guess my point is, I think they know that. And they were like, yeah, it's a, it was fresh and original and I have no way to get back there. And so now I'm just, you know, yeah, treading water with these fucking movies. To but, date- oh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. I mean, watch Sense8. It's great. Just watch the original Matrix. It's basically half the footage that's in the second or the th- this one. It's only made $25 million so far, but I will also fully acknowledge. Well, see, normally I'd be like, oh, yeah, Omicron, but I'm like, Spider-Man keeps making money. It's also on HBO well, Max, so I guess. like It's on HBO Max, which is how I watched it. So Yeah. Yeah, so it's hard to well, say because I, do re- I don't know if they release those numbers or not with what they – because it's not – you're like not paying to watch yeah. it. It's just subscribers, so it's hard to – yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of places have switched to the, like, minutes viewed as yeah. their new metric of, like, the most minute. I can't remember what I watched, saw recently that was, like, the most popular, most minutes viewed of any, like, whatever. So it was, like, oh, oh, Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime. And I was, like, okay. Yeah, and it's, like, <laughs> like well, duh. Like, what else do you have? Like, yeah, I was, like, all right. For rewatching Carnival Row on loop, you know. <laughs> I don't think anyone wanted to start. All right. Well, uh, I guess the question is, would you recommend this to anyone? My answer is no. No. In fact, I recommended my sister, whose friend, who you both know, is coming to, is going to be in town for the holiday or whatever. She was in town. They're going to hang out and they were going to go see the Matrix. And I was like, please just do anything else. And so she's trying to talk her friend out of it. Okay. (laughs) Jackie? So I'm actively not recommending. I am like unrecommending it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'm not recommending it to anyone. I would say, you know, um, watch the original or watch Sense8. Both good. I'm going to say watch John Wick. Because that I watched it. I, I, hear me out. Hear me out. I watched it for the first time as a byproduct of this because I was like, okay, as much as I didn't like this movie, I still love me some Keanu. And I'm like p- super pro Keanu now. I like older Keanu. I like the hair. I like what he's doing. Like, I feel like he's come into his own. And so I was like, all right, I should finally watch John Wick. And those don't have a message They that I... They are not trying to say anything special with them, but I think the action in them is what the matrix, you know, like crazy stunts aside, you know, uh, reality bending stunts aside, is what you want to see from Keanu in this type of role right now. John Wick. I'm, I'm going s- with I'm it. I'm, say- I'm fine with there being five John Wick movies, not fine with there being five Matrix movies. I'm going to say stare at a wall. Like, honestly. Or I that. <laughs> and I, I, all I have to say, if, if, if there's a way to get a message to Jessica Henwick, if, if, she has an opportunity, if she does, to come into the MCU that she ultimately passes up to make more of these Matrix films. I just want to urge her not to do it. I just, I just <laughs> Jessica, say that. hear our plea. We all, know the story, we all know the story of like Will Smith passing up Neo to do Wild Wild West. And that was a real, a real thing that happened. <laughs> and I think you know, the film I... was better for that because I'm not a huge Will Smith fan. But I just mean, there is, you know, I, if, if I feel like 
Jessica got this as a franchise, and that's really exciting for her. But ooh, go back to the MCU if they ask you, please, or do both if you can. But you know, if you I'm going to say, be, I'm going to say, Jessica, if you can hear me, star in the Wild Wild West reboot that we know is going to come out someday. Yeah. Get that off the ground. Get that going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to. Yeah, giant, giant, uh, mechanical spiders. Oh, never. They're mechanical. Surely you can deal with the mechanical spiders. Oh, I can. I just don't like. I just the imagery of a spider moving. I just don't like it. All right. Well, you want to talk about bad CG or CG that did not age very well? <laughs> All right. Well, Matrix. We came. We saw. We. Um. The, <laughs> the last thing was don't look up. I'm very curious as to what you two thought of this one. I. You know. I. <laughs> I, I have weird mixed bag feelings about a lot of it. I, I found it very. I found myself just fo- because it was so blatantly allegorical. Like, yeah, I found myself really just focusing so much on what the director, who, if anyone in the entire world with what's going on, who the director's like siding with. <laughs> you know what I mean on yeah on how things are going with this, and it it kind of came across as oh, government in general sucks, and we don't need government to me <laughs> in a way where I was like ooh. I don't know. It was it, so it's a little confusing, like the message to me. Yeah, okay. I, it's not it's not my sense of humor, right? So it's one of those where you know I actually, I mean, I got high for it. I was excited. I was like, yeah, you know, it's gonna be fun. I didn't laugh at all. I did manage to watch most of it. Okay, didn't finish it, but I got bored. But you know, like Matt, I just got caught up in trying to figure out like what they were really trying to say, and I don't know. I didn't come up with a lot. I, I got the sense that it is everything is bad, right? Because, yeah. like, the government yeah. isn't good. Private sector stuff isn't good. I felt like the film was painfully accurate in a way that made me really not want to watch it. Yeah. And I think maybe partially just because of, like, I feel like we're still in it. You know, I yeah, I feel like we're still in it. And I don't have enough distance from people being dumbasses and not believing in science yeah. to ingest a movie like yeah this and, and maybe that's why i didn't think it was shape. funny you know what i mean because i was like i know this is supposed to be funny and in some world this would be funny but i just yeah, don't and see i didn't even know i had never even used a trailer i didn't even know it was supposed to be comedy before going into it and like i i when i realized it was adam mckay i really am not a huge fan of his movies <laughs> unfortunately okay especially the big short which i know everybody loves i just i cannot stand that movie but yeah i don't know i was like okay i get what you're going for here but my big problem with the allegorical thing was I I was on the side of not, Meryl Streep's character as a president. Please don't say you were on I, the side of Meryl Streep. No, no, no I, I don't want to say I'm not, I'm not on her side, but I also didn't necessarily think it was the right move for Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence's characters to be trying to tell the whole world that they're going to, that everything's going to die in six months. Because it's a thing where I don't think a comet once you see that there's technology to try to combat it or they have whatever, I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe okay, this is a different world that I'm living in. But it's it's like a comet heading to the Earth that's going to kill it all in six months is quite different from a disease that the humans had control to eradicate somewhat by, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, like people the, needed movie, to believe COVID. Yeah. But the public didn't need to know the world was going to end. That just makes panic. You know well, I mean? I, I mean, I feel like the way it set it up is that that was going to be the only way to leverage people into action, right? Because if like the government won't do something about it, then you need, uh, you know, public persuasion. But yeah. when 50 or more possible percent of people don't believe it because they can't see it, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, and I think and I, so. I think what it's implying also, and I mean, I assume it's a commentary on the lack of action because the previous administration did know that it, bad things were going to happen. You know, like the Obama administration briefed them like, you should probably prepare for a pandemic. Like that's on the like situation list of things that we think are coming in the next few years. And they're like, derp, derp, derp. You know, yeah, I, she, that's my guess as to what they were trying to mimic. Yeah. And, and Meryl seemed very much, very much so to be based off Trump. But at the same time, at the same time, well, I was gonna say, but at the same time, they very much just like making her a woman and then also even showing a picture of her with Bill Clinton and stuff, like kind of going the Clinton thing like real quick in the office. Yeah. And stuff. It was this thing where it kind of felt like it was also trying to dig at Hillary still, like being like, it wouldn't have been any better if it was Hillary. It was like kind of a thing where I was like, what are you? What are you doing here? I don't think you needed to cast oh. someone that looked like Trump, but yeah. no, making her a woman okay. made me think Hillary, even though I know she was actually. Well, there was a picture of her and Hillary on the desk. Well, her and Bill, right? Oh, or was it with Hillary? Oh, there's. I thought okay, there was saw, one with Hillary later. Pro, you're probably right. Maybe I I'm saw wrong. the one of her hugging Bill Clinton, but see, uh, well, I remember okay. a Bill Clinton one, but I really remember a Hillary one. You're probably, and you're probably right. And so I remember thinking, "What the fuck are you trying to say?" <laughs> you know, see, I, so okay, that's interesting. I took it as you know they. Everything in the film felt like so close. It's it it felt so accurate, but it needed to be distanced just enough. And it was like, okay, you know, if it had been a man, it would be such an obvious one to one. Yeah, they were like, this is how we, you know, adjust this. Yeah, but then yeah, she no, was like, she didn't like being called. Um, oh my god, who is the Alaskan idiot? Um, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Yeah. Or I mean, to me, it felt like gun. it was like the, the and she the was mix like of the two. Yeah, she, and and so I thought she was trying. But then I thought they were trying to make her Republicans. I was like, really? I don't yeah, know. I, I got mixed messages. I thought the problem was, I agree that, yeah, having some guy who inevitably would probably end up trying to almost act like, yeah, you know, we don't have to keep saying his name. But yeah, it could have been like, okay, it's a little too on the nose. But I think it's just because, you know, seeing, it's not the newest thing in the world, but seeing a woman as a president is not something we see all that often until a lot more recently we see it more yeah, in, in media yeah. Yeah. and we got so close to it and it's such mm-hmm. a sore subject for a lot of us that we got that close to it it felt kind of why are you showing the clintons at all in this kind of you're not trying yeah, to that's do fair. a dig as well but at the same time trump was friends with the clintons before all of that so you know <laughs> you know what i mean like in a yeah. different world trump probably would have had pictures of him with the clintons in his, in his oval office if he wasn't running against hillary so whatever but it doesn't matter but it just was a weird thing where i was like hmm, i don't know i will say i i, I wasn't like I, I was paying attention but i was kind of like in and out of like caring about a lot of it but it took me a good couple minutes to be like oh shit that's kate winchett <laughs> yes yeah same she same killed it same. like she yeah. and like, i know she had some some stuff going on with her face but i was like you're she unrecognizable and <laughs> I, I, I had no idea who it was and i uh, and then i was like what Wait a minute. And that's yeah. one of my goddesses. And I was like, wait. <laughs> like, I knew she was in this, but I just thought we hadn't gotten to her yet. And I'm like, I'm looking at her right in the face and didn't realize it was her. So I was like, okay, well, I knew yeah. you were that incredible. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, reminder. I, I didn't like this movie, but I, I I think eventually I can come to maybe respect it. But her performance in this was 10 million times better than Nightmare Alley. And she was trying to carry Nightmare Alley on her back. But I was like, okay, you had... This movie made more sense. Yeah. She didn't have Nightmare to carry this movie, right? Exactly. It was what yeah, she got to, she just got to like slip into it, and yeah. I just for me the th- thing about Adam McKay is you know you said you weren't a huge fan of him. I was a big fan of him, but for things like 
Anchorman and Step Brothers and the other guys. And then to see that his filmography goes from Anchorman to The Legend Continues to like two random short things to The Big Short. And now he only does these sort of very political commentary-esque, you know, satire things is a very bizarre experience. Yeah, that is weird. It, it's, you know, and I, 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 when I think of him, I think mostly of The Big Short because I, I like those other movies fine that you listed. I don't like my favorite things of all time or anything, but he's not as much my brand of comedy in that way. Uh, but yeah, they don't offend me. But Big Short, I wanted to like, I was looking around the theater thinking of ways I could end my life. And I don't know why I didn't just leave. But I was like, this is just not, I, I just did not like it. But, it, <laughs> but that one was also probably more over my head than anything else on it too. So that's a me problem. But yeah, this had a kind of vibe kind of like that in a way, but I was more entertained at least by a lot of the actors that I like. The thing is, is like, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't, yeah. it's hard to call it, say it like it, but I was entertained. I mean, I think I watched most of it, to be honest. I don't remember. But yeah, it was I, more than I expected when I was so uncomfortable about the subject. Yeah, I found it to be, again, painfully accurate in what it is, you know, making a commentary on. But I do not have enough distance from what it's making a commentary on in any way, shape, or form yeah. to enjoy Laugh. this film at all. <laughs> yes. yeah. The Steve Jobs thing was really weird, too, just because I know they were like, oh, God, just trying to so take a big stab at like. I felt like it was supposed you know, to be Elon and Mark. You're right. Yeah, Steve it probably was. But it was oh, a that would company. make sense. But I just, I went straight for Steve. Oh, I went yeah. to Steve I went, because... Elon Mark Jeff is really the, the yeah. story I, I was reading. Because I was thinking, because it was a cellular company, I was just thinking Apple, and I was, even though, you know, because iPhone, oh. whatever, but I just yeah. thinking, like, and then the presentation was so the way that Apple events go and stuff, and you're seeing the, and now this, and it, it knows me. Oh, no, sad, I, so I hardcore got meta vibes off of it. But that, that makes, when you said that, I was like, oh, duh, that makes me more sense. Because I was like, well, wait, even though if it was Steve, I was like, but he's, way long he he's long gone so i was like he's yeah. he's in here for covid so i was yeah. like yeah. You know, that makes way more sense but that whole thing was like okay cool whatever but i i don't know it just it was just I, yeah I, I got completely what it was i guess going for without with be, being a little confused about some of the messaging i got i was understanding the allegory uh yeah. but it just wasn't it just didn't i don't know it didn't really matter that i mean it was just kind of like, eh, to me as a as a film but i i will say that the one of the last scenes at the dinner table when they realized yeah, that, that was a nice, the robots like, didn't make it and, you know, weren't able to destroy the comet completely enough. I thought the way that was handled, I, I hate that he does the thing where he goes to still frames all the time when he's cutting. I, I don't understand why it's like, or whoever edited it does it, but Adam, I think he did it in the big short too, so Adam seems to like it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's his decision or not, he likes it. He leaves I mean, it in. it's his but, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't like that that stuff. But in that scene, and they're all trying to just act normal and everything, I felt the emotion. I thought that was probably Jennifer Lawrence's best scene. I thought that they were all at their best in that scene. Yeah. And I did enjoy that, and I thought it was sad. And I, it got me a little emotional because I was thinking, like, oh, God, that would be really fucking scary. Just knowing it, you yeah, know, and then yeah. the house is, like, starting to shake, and they're, like, trying to just, you know, whatever. And the way it was handled was cool. I effing hated the stupid scene at the credits. I wanted to kill myself. Did you stay? No. <laughs> oh, you guys. Because, you know, like, it goes, like, direct by Adam McCain. It's, like, going through. And then it's showing footage of stuff of, like, outer space and things floating in space and the half-severed whale. And, like, you see all that stuff in, like, from Earth that had been, okay. like, whatever. And then it goes and it shows like Meryl Streep and you know all the other pe rich people. Oh, on the that arc thing. Got yeah. on the arc. It shows them landing on some other planet. 
and they're all naked and they're walking out there and it looks so fake and whatever they're naked whatever and then there's this like creature and Meryl she's like oh what is that and she walks up and it starts eating her and then all they all start getting like swarmed by all these alien creatures and they're all gonna die up there but it was so stupid it was just like you just took this and like movie that obviously it was supposed to be comedy but it was you know but it's a serious comedy yeah you made it like what is this galaxy quest which no shade to galaxy quest but i just mean galaxy quest is one of the greatest i like it but it's a different vibe right like i was just like yeah it doesn't belong in this movie and i was like what are you doing wow i i am baffled by the thing you have just described you're gonna have to go watch it yeah i'm gonna have to go watch it but i also don't want to watch it well and i was wondering i was trying to figure out like you know because meryl didn't do full frontal but it, you saw her whole backside and stuff in a quick side shot and i was like this well, must I'm be sure maybe a body her. double yeah yeah i was like oh a body double or, or whatever but her. but who knows but there were was a bunch of old naked people and it was okay. more than i needed that's <laughs> more than i asked for and I mean, I, at least the, jo- the joke should have been it was the thing that was gonna eat the whoever yeah right because he but, was like, you're going to get eaten by something, something. And it's like, right. you don't even know what that is yet. It's like, anyway. Right. And then they all, they're going to all get eaten, essentially. But, yeah. but like, it's, it just was something, it was just so out there and weird. And the only reason I saw it, because I mean, I certainly wasn't going to watch these credits hoping for an after credit scene. But I only <laughs> saw it because I, I started like in the last half hour, hour of the film, I was like in the middle of kind of putting away some instructions and stuff. So I was kind of walking around and watching. Yeah, and it ended, and I happened to be up at my kitchen or whatever, and then it it suddenly started happening, and I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, <laughs> yeah." So look forward to that. No oh, joy, lucky me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't feel like recommending this to anyone because I'm just like it. Just there was one scene I I can't remember what it was. There was one scene where I was like, "Oh, this is actually not an entirely pessimistic film." Right. There's, you know, I I think maybe it's once people see the comment and they're like, oh, okay, like our minds can be changed once we see it. But then I was thinking about in the context of COVID, I was like, nope, people don't understand like germs and like microbiome, you know, bioorganisms and stuff like that. Like we're not, we're still doomed. Like we're still doomed unless a comet shows up. Yeah. So I I just find it very taxing to watch. But, you know, it's decently acted. It's, yeah. yeah. If if it was a film that, that, I'm not saying this is you, but that someone might find enjoyment out of, if not for the taxing, you know, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. Yeah. That it's allegorical, you know, about maybe in like 10 years or something. That's what like, I was thinking. I was know, just like thinking, I was like, I'd be curious it. to watch it in 20 years, let's say. Like, yeah. yeah. When, when we're far away and have all new problems, Yeah, hopefully. You're like, oh, yeah. remember um, that was our big problem? Right. <laughs> Not enjoying Don't Look Up. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But I mean, I, I guess I would recommend it to anybody who likes it's the not, big short. I didn't think it was bad. Like, I, w- I wouldn't be like, this was, that was a terrible film. So, like, if it's if the trailer looks interesting to you, then watch it, you know? Yeah. I would just call, I would add, like, the asterisk of, like, be prepared. Yeah. If you are not in an emotional place to deal with the additional trauma <laughs> to the last two years of trauma we've endured. Yeah, like, if you're well, and especially if you're not for a good two decades, like yeah, I was gonna say, even though I don't want a serious movie about it, I'm sad and this and that, whatever, the whole time. I'm also like, I'm not ready to joke about COVID, so like, you know, yeah, it's, exactly. it's hard. I don't know what I needed. <laughs> I, don't, I guess I just didn't need it at all, but I'm not really sure yeah. what kind of. COVID yeah, I don't want like contagion for COVID yeah. times, right? Like, I don't want the, that movie, but I also don't wasn't I wasn't even ready to deal with this level of you know yeah. commentary on it. So yeah. Oh, God, in 20 years, there's going to be a contagion about, uh, I don't want to watch it. 
Yeah, I don't want to watch it either. If you think it's only going to be 20 years, that would be... No, no, you're right. Yeah, it's going to be in five years at the most. Three. Three at... I was looking up what what Adam McKay is... Right, I was looking up what Adam McKay is working on next, and it's like, oh, uh, he's working on a film about Elizabeth Holmes, which is a story that is like two, three years old, right? Like, so that's already getting made, and Jennifer Lawrence is playing Elizabeth Holmes. It's also like the third or fourth... That was well. That was my other kind of note on it. Was you know, I I like Jennifer Lawrence. I I think I totally received the the uh, <laughs> criticisms of like you know she suddenly got cast as everything and was playing all these roles she shouldn't have been playing and all that. And I totally see that. I don't. I think that's more of a Hollywood problem than her problem. Yeah. But I like her. But it, this felt like a. I get it because you know people do like Adam McKay and it had a huge cast and everything, but. This felt like a, a weird kind of like she's back movie. I'm like, you couldn't have done something else. She got <laughs> so shoehorned. It's so like I didn't think I she, like did she go gone. somewhere. <laughs> oh well, she's like she stopped acting for like five years or something. Did she though? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen her in a minute. Maybe it wasn't five full years, but she no, like she got married to her baby and she was like, no, it's act. not five years. She has she has a movie in 2017, 20, two movies in 20. Oh no, that's a short. She hasn't uh, had her baby 2018, yet. 2019. She's still Parker's. Oh, so she took. Okay. Two years. Time is weird now. I thought it was longer, but I just remember she. I remember seeing a thing where she talked about how stepping away from it because it was getting toxic for her and she didn't want to do it. Okay, but she didn't. So yeah, I guess yeah, she was in the X Men movies, huh? But yeah, but but she was also in Red Sparrow, which I think people forgot about. Which yeah, regardless, yeah, I I usually like her, but it was such a strange role for her that I was kind of like, okay. Well, I also I feel like half of it they were trying to like hide pregnancy. And so I, I, maybe I'm just like hyper aware of when they're trying to hide things, you know, but I was just like, okay, we're showing some weird shots. Just like, we're not very, we're not smooth at this yeah. <laughs> and it was distracting anytime she was, you know, well, and I also, like- I, well, I was just gonna say that was another grading thing that felt very accurate in the way that people responded to her character versus Leonardo DiCaprio's character. And it, again, it all felt very, very accurate dynamic wise. Like I like that he was saying he kept crediting her with the discovery of the comet in the beginning and then it like changed and mm-hmm. it it felt horrifically genuine is what mm-hmm. I would say as a compliment and also, a, oh God, I don't know if you can watch this. <laughs> yeah. But I was gonna say like as a thing that is so self-aware in that way or is very clear about what it wants to, you know, people are shit. Uh-huh. It's kind of um, and pointing out how everyone deals handles it all incorrectly and stuff. It's kind of one of those things too where I'm like, but should we be throwing stones in a glass house while you're making this movie during the pandemic that maybe doesn't need right. to be made right now? It's like you know what I mean. Like I, I, well, I don't know. It just feels a little. I also kind of disliked that she ended up being kind of the hysterical one. Like mm-hmm. it would have been nice for me if he was the hysterical one mm-hmm. and she was the calm scientist, but he still got all the accolades and like all the stuff. That would have been. I don't know. Yeah. Better. If he became more of like a TV. I mean, he was a TV. Yeah. And if it ended up the same way it did, but he was the one who had the hysterical outburst or right. whatever. Like she was and, like a Fauci character. And yeah. he was like a, yeah, yeah. I just looked up the other thing that she has announced being in and it's called Red, White and Water. A U.S. soldier suffers a traumatic brain injury while fighting in Afghanistan and struggles to adjust to life back home. J-Law's back. She want an Oscar. She want that. She got an Oscar. Doesn't she want she? another. another. Yeah, she got she's, it for Winter's Bone. She's so which good is what in that movie. It. Yeah, she is. Oh, I think she get it for Silver Lining Playbook. She oh, probably got she? it for that too. Does she have two. Was she only nominated for Winter's Bone? And then she, she made got it. Yeah, it for like she was like only nominated for Winter's Bone, and then she got it for Silver. Because I remember thinking, because I don't sense. love Silver Lining Playbook, 
And so I was just like irritated with how much accolade and like whatever it got. Oh, I was like that's lots of nods. Okay, so she was nominated. She's been nominated four times. Yeah, because she Joy was nominated for Hustle. Winter's Bone. She won for Silver Linings Playbook. She was nominated for American Hustle and Joy. Yeah, and then didn't win either of those, which she did not deserve. Yeah, to. so she only won for Silver Linings. Okay, yeah. Which I mean, I she's say. really good in it. But yeah, she's like, really good in it. It was just I was vaguely irritated. I think that movie is I thought Winter's Bone was a better movie, and and I didn't love Silver Lining Playbook. So yeah, Joy was not great either. Silver Linings yeah. is funny because I I really liked the book, and so I didn't like the movie because I just didn't like the they changed so much about it, and the vibe was so off, and I was like, I hate this. But I know people like, including my father, who like loved that movie. And I'm like, it spoke to people in this way that I, I don't understand. But It's one of those things where it's like, it didn't speak to me. It wasn't made for me. But for the people it was made for, man, are they obsessed. Like, I, whoa. I feel like it like allowed a certain type of masculine, masculine man. And not to say that other people, but like it, yeah. for people who are not great at expressing their feelings, like I feel like the Bradley Cooper character spoke to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, or gave them like an outlet because it's all about like the football and stuff, right? Like, yeah, no, yeah, because like my dad, I think my dad liked it too, and that's why you know he's yeah. not the most, but but I think he's not an emotional man either. Yeah, that makes sense. That's my dad, so that makes sense. Yeah, well, it's also like an, I think a slightly older generation who like yeah. were conditioned not to show emotions. Right, right, right. Yeah, Let's but I still think weak. it's a, a grossly over uh, yeah, hyped film. It is, but you know. All right. Well, that's it for this yeah. week. Slash, yeah. Oh, th- this is our last one of 2021. 20, uh, I know. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Thank wow. you both. What a what a year it has been. What a what year. A we'll year. have to do our favorites in the next episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have yeah. to see if we had anything that qualifies as a favorite at this point. I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. I do for sure. I had some right. big high points this year. Yeah. I'll have to, yeah, I'll yeah, have to yeah, go same. back and look at the list. All right. Well, thank you both. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt, and now a couple of quick follow-up points. So the fight in Hawkeye we were talking about actually takes place in Episode 3, and it does happen in a KB Toys. KB Toys is a significant sort of Easter egg because they are basically the reason that Marvel Comics and Marvel Studios still exist. They had an exclusive license for Marvel Toys from Toy Biz. Avi Arad, who was a toy designer and marketer, had about 10% ownership in Toy Biz at one point. Toy Biz were the manufacturers of the Marvel Comics licensed toys. And then somehow because of their deal, Toy Biz was eventually able to take over Marvel Comics. And this is about the time where we started to see the MCU. Avi Arad was an early leader at Marvel Studios. He actually eventually spun out to start his own studio, which does a lot of the Marvel not MCU licensed films. So if you see the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, there's a big old thank you to him. Very bizarre. But anyway, KB Toys is the reason that Marvel was able to survive financially. And then as for Inhumans, yes, it is currently technically still canon, though clearly very few people want to talk about it at all, but they have not sort of removed it from the canon. It's not clear if they're going to or if they're just going to ignore it, but as far as the Marvel Universe is concerned, yes, they still count, as does Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.